Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Rising with Phoenix Grace podcast. I'm Phoenix, and I created this podcast to have conversations that'll make us rise to the most powerful version of ourselves. The more you know and talk about the things that are pulling at your heart, the easier it is to rise into the person that you are supposed to be. And I know this because I've done it myself and have had conversations that have changed my life. So come along with me as we talk about this crazy thing called life, our bodies, our minds, and things that are a little bit woo. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get ready to rise. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Rising with Phoenix Grace podcast. And we are still on decluttering. And I hope that you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've been enjoying making them. And I'm so excited about today's guest. So Donna Barwall is a professional organizer and author of This Mess is Making Me Stress, How to Organize Your Home and Find Peace. Before launching her own business, Neatly Arranged Professional Organizing in 2009, Donna had a career in arts management, marketing, sales, fundraising, and special events working in Silicon Valley, San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles. Today, Donna is a recovering perfectionist, organizing homes, offices, and special events for clients in Los Angeles and remotely. A Jewish mother to two neurodiverse and LGBTQ young adults, Donna's unique background includes teaching and performing, even a stint as a costumed character for Universal Studios Hollywood. Her energy, humor, relatability, and organizing wisdom make her an informative and entertaining guest. And we've been getting to know each other with many Zoom hiccups for about the last 20, 25 minutes. And I can say all of that is true. Like she's got a great energy. She's funny. I think this is going to be a really funny episode. So thank you so much for being here, Donna. Thanks for having me. This is great. So we kind of got started before I pressed record. So I just want to back it up a little bit and just have you, where do we even want you to start? Because you said so many impactful things that I feel like in the last five minutes about um, people just getting so overwhelmed starting this process, which I've covered with a couple other guests. But I like what you said, especially like the take a shower. Ah, okay. So people want to declutter. They want to look nice in their their house, to look nice, to feel that energy that everybody keeps talking about, um, to feel the ease and not feel every minute that I should be doing something else. I need to be cleaning up. Why did my kids leave a mess? Why, you know, is this still here? And they just don't know how to get started. And when they do get started, they encounter something that's going to uh, derail them. You know, some negative emotion is going to flood them. Um, People always talk about how people are sentimental about things and they can't throw away anything. I'm talking about other emotions. I'm talking about negative emotions. You see something that you um, tried and failed, for example. And it bothers you so much that that still happened, that um, you just can't look at that thing anymore and you start spinning out um, or you see something you spent too much money on or um, things that make you feel bad. You know, you're cleaning up papers and you find your divorce papers, you know, things like that. They, they make you feel bad and you get caught up in that and then you just can't deal and you go away or you just can't make a decision. You know, you're ready to, to do something and you can't make a decision. So um, what I do is get people started from wherever they are. So for example, you're depressed, okay? And your house looks it. Um, and there's something called a clutter feedback loop 
So the more you're depressed, the more clutter builds up and the more clutter that builds up, the more depressed you are. And there's a scientific, right? There's a scientific um, connection between clutter and stress, which is what my book was all about. Um, at the beginning, it talks about the entire science of it. But the point is you're depressed. So what are you gonna do? You know, you have to get out of it. So what I tell people is go take a shower because when you take a shower, first of all, you're doing everybody else a favor, but second of all, <laughs> you're, um, the negative ions from running water, it's absolutely true, will make you feel better. There's a reason people love the beach and a rushing river and taking a shower and waterfalls because the negative ions um, are healing and that will get you going, give you a lift. And while you're in the shower now, clean up the shampoo bottles. You know, what else is in there that shouldn't be in there? Most people leave like my husband is is absolutely guilty of this. He'll leave the empty bottle and bring the new one in. And now they're just sitting together. I'm like, what? how is it so tough to just throw away a bottle? But clearly it is. So just making your shower environment nice gives you a boost. And now you've had a quick win because now you can see a difference and you physically feel better because you've showered. Now you're going to go reach for your towel, right? Which towel do you reach for? People will always pick their favorites. The big, fluffy you know, really nice plush towel, right? And they don't want the rags. Why are the rags even there? You're never going to use them. You're never going to pick them up. And if they're just going to be used for rags, they certainly don't need to be in the same cabinet where your good towels are, because that's not where you use rags. You use them, uh -huh. you know, in the kitchen, whatever. I store rags in the laundry room. So if you're going to have um, things, you want them to be nice. And that in itself, will give you a boost and keep you going so that you can continue and not get derailed at the first um, feeling of depression or overwhelm because we start very small. De decluttering and organizing is just a series of decisions, you know, and most of the time people try to make bigger decisions than they're ready for. And so you want to start small, like when you exercise, right? You're not going to start um, lifting weights at, you know, 50, 100 pounds. You're going to start with five pound dumbbells. So we want to start with really small decisions and then build our um, decision-making muscles is what I call them. So you build your muscles. Um, so then you build up to a point where you can tackle things that have a little bit more emotion to them or a little bit more overwhelming. You know, I tell people, if you're going to start decluttering, start in the bathroom, because you generally don't have attachments to things that are in the bathroom. There's no positive or negative feelings. Some things might be prettier than others, but it's not like my great grandmother gave this to me and I need to, you know, keep it even though it's not my taste. You know, you don't have that with the bathroom. So you start little and you don't take everything out of a cabinet. You know, you take one shelf at a time. You take one drawer at a time and you start little. And then the decisions you make, I lay out in my book, um, is there's a whole process, like 10 steps, which most people start at step five and, and then they get overwhelmed because they haven't started at the beginning. So I'll take a breath. I'll let you ask a question, but then I want to get to the 10 steps. 
Well, that was going to be my question. So um, I'll let you take a breath though. And I feel the bathroom, because that was what I was going to ask was, and you and I talked about this before we started recording was, you know, all these episodes are so beautiful because it's everyone's different perspective on the same subject. And I feel like your episode, which will be airing as the end of the series, is really coming at the perfect time because a lot of them were so mindset based, which was beautiful. And I feel like this episode is going to be very action based for the more people who maybe aren't so in the woo woo, as I like to call it, <laughs> um, and are actually really like, you know, really ready to tackle something. So I feel like this is going to be um, such a great conversation for them to listen to. So yes, please, please tell us. Well, first of all, tell us about your book. Tell us what the name of it is. It's going to be in my show notes, of course, but um, tell us about it. And then, yeah, do the 10 steps with us if you want to. Okay. So the book is called This Mess is Making Me Stress because it does. <laughs> and that's the first thing that people need to acknowledge. And that way they can conquer the problem, you know? Um, so what I do is explain there's a difference between decluttering and organizing and cleaning, okay? You have to declutter first before you organize because you only mm -hmm. want to organize what you're actually keeping. And then when, um, and then you can clean easier, right? Because I mean, and cleaning is the physical auto sweeping and, and dusting and all that kind of stuff um, because you have less around. You're not going to be able to clean until you've put everything away really. So um, mm -hmm. unless you want to wipe down cabinets and things first, but in general, so people get those things confused and decluttering is just the very first step of the process because if you don't go on to the organizing and keep it up with the cleaning, um, you're never going to stop accumulating clutter. And it's not like you declutter once and you're done. It's like, I have two weeks of vacation and I'm staying home and I'm going to tackle the house and everything's going to be lovely and my life will be solved. Okay, no, because decluttering, like exercising and organizing, like exercising, is an ongoing healthy habit that you develop, um, that you do. It's not a one and done. You just continue to do it, you know, for the rest of your life. But after you've done the big work, you know, just like when you have lost a ton of weight, right? And you worked so hard or whatever, now you're just maintaining. So if you've never done this before and you haven't gone through your house yet and things are not um, in place the way they need to be, it's going to be a lot of work at the beginning. But then afterwards, it's you just keep it up every day. 30 minutes of exercise three times a week is what they say. 30 minutes of organizing three times a week. You know, I mean, whatever, whatever it takes to keep your house um, or your home environment in a way that you don't even have to think about it. You come home and there's ease, you know, you don't um, have to think and see stuff that you have to worry about what to do with it. When is it going to be done? Why do they leave it here? You know, all these anger, <laughs> anger issues. Mm -hmm. um, I, I say aggravation is motivation. That's a big thing um, in my book. I use a lot of different phrases. Keep the best, reduce the rest. Ag aggravation is motivation. Um, I teach people how to um, keep crap equilibrium. People are like, what? Mm. Okay, so, and I tell a story. I tell a lot of stories. Um, so 
basically people bring things into their house. They buy things, they bring things home or whatever. They get things off the free site. Now people <laughs> are picking up mm -hmm. things off of, off of uh, buy nothings and whatever. Um, and they don't ever get rid of anything else. So like your whole house can only hold so much, just like your computer memory. I used to be a computer teacher. So it's like, just like your, your hard drive can only hold so much. And then you got to start clearing, right? So my philosophy is um, you keep crap equilibrium. When something comes into the house, something else goes out of the house. And the best time to organize is when you're bringing something in. So for example, you're at Target and they are having a sale on tablecloths and you bring a beautiful tablecloth home because obviously you love it and you love it probably better than what you have because otherwise, why would you buy it? Well, instead of shoving it into the drawer um, with the other tablecloths and putting the things you don't like back in the back, like people do with towels and sheets and whatever, take out the things that are not as nice. Because you're always going to reach for your favorite. So when you're decluttering, it's good to put like things together and then pick your favorite. Where does your hand naturally gravitate towards? You know, you wear the same clothes, probably the same 10 pieces of clothing over and over. They're what you love. If you were going on vacation, you would take those. So when you're decluttering a closet, for example, pick out your favorites. You're actually pretend you're packing. Pretend you're going to live in a new home that's got nothing negative in there. You know, you don't have piles and papers and whatever. You're going to this pristine Airbnb for, you know, a year. You're going abroad, okay? I just talked to somebody who uh, went abroad for a year to London and had to decide what to take. Um, and ended up taking stuff and only using even a tenth of what she took. So she could even declutter when she came back after living so minimally, she came back and she's like, you know, I don't even need all this stuff. And she got rid of a whole lot of stuff. Um, but the point is, you're always going to go for your favorite. So identify your favorites. Like I said, keep the best and reduce the rest. You can keep a backup, <laughs> you know, keep a couple of backups. But when your backups have backups, that's when you have too much. And you want to have as little possible around that you have to clean mm -hmm. so if you have 30 towels well you don't have to wash towels again until you're done with the 30 but then you've got 30 towels to wash right and it's just overwhelming or um or your clothes or anything um so you want to keep just enough so it's manageable in the space that you have for it and if it's not you either reduce or you um, change spaces. A lot of times people are like, I can't keep this drawer clean or this cabinet is driving me crazy. I organize it and then it's a mess tomorrow. Well, maybe it's not the right place for what you're keeping mm. in. And so as a professional organizer, I'm like trained, I guess. I Nobody trained me. It's just all these years of experience to see what the problem is and to identify the bottleneck and then to think outside the box and say, wow, instead of keeping your pots here, why don't we keep your pots over there and the stuff that's here in that space, you know, can go wherever else. And you look, take a holistic approach. When I organize people's homes, I look at the whole house. They may say, I just want my kitchen done, but you can't because you gotta look at what, what there is 
and then make it all work for you. And I'm not one to go out and buy things. I'm very practical. Like, don't go to the container store. Don't. Do not buy bins before you start. There's a whole book that says, stop buying bins. Don't buy bins until you know what it is you're saving, where you're saving it, how much of it there is, you know, the space that you have. I mean, people, like, they get all motivated, right? Well, then all you do is have a clutter of bins that don't serve any purpose because what you thought you were going to put in it is too small or the space that the bin's going is too small or, you know, whatever else. It's it's a waste. I tell people, um, but form follows function and pretty comes later. And that mm. really is the important thing. So when you're decluttering, you're decluttering with an idea that the next step is organizing. Okay. So let's take your kitchen, for example, because after bathrooms, kitchens are the least likely to give you um, an emotional reaction to anything. And you can easily do kitchens. And it's a big win right away. You get motivated. You think this is great. Um, and then you feel like you can tackle other things. So you're opening a cabinet. You're always going to start people also start with the stuff that's sitting out that's not put away and i'm like no you start with the cabinet with the stuff that's in your closets and cabinets you make room in there and then you actually have somewhere to put things when you go through the stuff that's not put away yet right so then mm -hmm. that's how you create space so the first step is deciding in two seconds i call it the two second rule Keep or let go. I'm not asking you to decide if you're going to sell it. I'm not asking you to decide if you're going to donate it. I'm not asking you to think about where you're going to sell it or donate it. I'm not asking you to decide, should I donate it? Is it trash? No. A binary decision. Two choices. Keep or let go. And if you can't make that decision in two seconds, it goes into my maybe pile. And your maybe pile you go through it later when you've had practice making decisions and you see what else you've decided and you know how much space there is and all this other kind of stuff. But that's all I want to know. None of this four boxes thing. You know, everybody's like, keep, donate, sell, trash. No, keep, let go. That's it. When you decide what you're keeping and what you're letting go, then I want you to start with the letting go stuff and get that out of the house. So you look at it and you say, is it useful to anyone, first of all? And is it useful to me? If it's not useful to anyone because it's torn, ripped, broken, doesn't work, whatever, that's trash. If it's useful to someone, just not useful to you, like you could live without it, then that goes in, I call it the donate pile, because here's the thing, even if you try to sell it, you may have to donate it anyway. So it's leaving your house either way. You're either getting money mm. for it, but you're not keeping it around until you get money for it. Um, because then it's just going to keep cluttering your house and you're not going to, you're going to waste the space that you could have with things that you really want in your life. So we take care of that, uh, the, the letting go part, trash, or the donate cell, and then here's the thing. 
you always keep 20% of the time that you have in an organizing session for the follow through, what I call the follow through. So you're going to work no more than four or five hours, never more than five hours. If you work more than five hours, you're going to be so tired the next day uh, and sore and whatever that you're not going to have the strength to get up and do it again. So never more than five hours. But however much time you have, 30 minutes, you know, uh, a half an hour, an hour, two hours, five hours, whatever it is, take the last 20% of that time. So if it's five hours, you take the last hour. You work for four hours, the last hour you're going to use for follow through, which is take the stuff that you're donating into your car and get it to the donation center. You know, take the stuff that you think you're going to sell, take the pictures and do the listing on Facebook Marketplace or mm. where, next door or whatever it's going to be. Because until you actually do those steps, the decluttering process is going to make things look worse before they look better. It always makes things When you mm -hmm. pull stuff out, it's going to be worse until you get better. But if you pull out more than you can chew and you can't follow through on it, then it sits out and it becomes even more cluttered. So you don't want to do that. So the last hour is for taking things to donation or at least to your car or to the curb or wherever it is that you're going to put things that you don't want anymore. Um, listing things for sale, uh, throwing out the garbage all the way. Don't leave the empty garbage. I mean, the full garbage bag sitting in the room. You're going to empty it all the way. If you've noticed that there are things that you've decluttered that go into an another room um you're doing your uh kid's bedroom and there's you know uh dishes dirty dishes and then silverware okay when you're actually decluttering you don't want to leave the room and get distracted by going to take mm -hmm. something up so you want to have all your supplies with you and one of those supplies i mean you're going to need blue masking tape and a sharpie that's that's, you know, number one. Um, I don't do fancy labeling. Everything is blue masking tape and a Sharpie. So um, if people want to pay me to sit there with a label maker and make it, be fine. But most people don't want that. So um, done is better than perfect. That's my big mantra. Done is better than perfect. And blue tape for right now is fine. So now um, we're going to um, have that. Garbage bags, baggies, and boxes, and maybe bins if you have them sitting around already, okay? Um, but don't go out and buy them. Boxes work fine. And if it's stuff that you're going to throw out anyway or give away, definitely put them in boxes, not bins, because you're not giving away your, mm -hmm. your um, plastic containers. So um, you want to have all that there before you start so that you don't have to leave get distracted and never come back. And then the other thing that you need is what I call the magic laundry basket. You have a laundry basket that's just dedicated to decluttering, okay? Or tidying up or whatever it is you wanna call it. And everybody knows in your house that this is not for laundry, this is just for decluttering. And when you're in a room tidying or decluttering or whatever it is you're doing, and you find things like the um, dirty dishes, right? Um, or you're in the family room and you find um, a dirty sock or 
you know, a toy that belongs in the bedroom and not in the playroom, whatever it is, when you find something that you know you're keeping, it's just in the wrong place right now, you put it in the laundry basket. Then when you leave the room to go do whatever else you do or to the next room or whatever, that laundry basket you take with you to the next room. Now, whatever's in the laundry basket that belongs in that room, say you bring it to the kitchen. Everything that's kitchen related, that's sitting in the laundry basket that you took from somewhere else, is now going uh, to be put away. And anything that's in the kitchen that's not kitchen is going to be put into the laundry basket. So you keep doing that. And I know it seems like you're moving away the, around the clutter, but it's a practical way of just finishing what you're doing while you're doing it, not getting distracted. Unless, of course, you need to get 10,000 steps in. Well, then, you know, if, if you don't get distracted, <laughs> you go walk all over you and put things away. But it's really inefficient and it won't accomplish what you want, which is decluttering and um, and organizing and getting that done. So uh, if it's something you're keeping and it's in the wrong place, you put it in the magic laundry basket. And that's uh, a practical tip you can use. In my book, I give you all kinds of very practical tips because as you can tell, <laughs> I'm a Jewish mother, I'm very practical and um, you know, form follows function, pretty comes later, use what you got uh, and get it done. Done is better than perfect. And that's why I call myself a recovering perfectionist because seriously, um, I am the biggest, or I was the biggest procrastinator. If I couldn't do it perfect, I'm mm -hmm. not going to do it. If I can't, don't have time to do the whole room, I'm not going to do it. But that's not the way to go because you can do little things wherever you are in however much time you have. And in fact, you can write down things that you can do. Like when you're going about your day, okay, the first thing in the morning, it, you go into the bathroom, right? That's why I say do the bathroom first because you don't want to be aggravated the very first minute that you wake up. Okay, but aggravation is motivation. So if you find something that's aggravating you and you don't have time right now to to fix it, make a note. I use the notes in my phone all the time, the note function. You make a note, you make a list of things that you want to get to. And then you can assign times to it. Like that's going to take me 10 minutes, but it's 10 minutes I don't have right now. Or that's going to take me two hours probably. And I can tell you how long things take because I've done it. Um, and then when you have those 10 minutes or that 15 minutes or the 30 minutes or the time that you're sitting in the carpool line, um, to pick up your kids, all that kind of stuff, you don't have to think about what can I be doing during this time? You already have a list and you know mm -hmm. what you can do. And perhaps you've planned it out. Like while you're sitting in carpool is a great time to clean out your purse and clean your car and um, and little things like that, right? Or you're watching TV, you've got a half an hour and you'll do some, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Tra I use my fingers a lot and you can't see me by right now, but I'm doing the motion. Um, when you tear a paint, shred. <laughs> when you tear a shred. Shred, okay. So, you know, <laughs> lots of people have papers around because they think they have to shred it. So they keep it around forever because they don't have a shredder. They don't have time to shred. They don't want to go get the shredder, whatever it is. It's like, eventually you've got to do it or take it to the UPS store to shred or something or decide it doesn't need to be shred at all. 
um, shredded at all. But those are things you can do while you're, you know, watching TV. You can go through your coffee cups while you're waiting for the Keurig to, you know, okay. spit out your coffee. You can go through the silverware drawer while you're emptying the dishwasher and take out what doesn't belong there and, you know, make quick decisions. You know, you're not going to do all your drawers, but for that minute, you're going to organize the that drawer. Or um, all kinds of things you, you just know that you can do in the time that you have. You never have to be, you know, standing still, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to sit and wait and not be busy. Now, I'm not telling you you always have to be busy, but if you're serious about decluttering and you say, I don't have time, guess what? You do. You just need to use it uh, in the most efficient way. And yeah. if that's little chunks, a lot of people say set a timer, you're going to work for 15 minutes and then you're done. I don't do that because I have to finish things. You know, I have to, even if it's a, a small thing, it's got to be finished. I don't want to be at 15 minutes and then it's like I'm in the middle of something. No, because that's how you lose um, control of your stuff and you make a bigger mess than when you started. For example, Marie Kondo, you know, Marie Kondo, the, mm -hmm. the, the woman with the magic art of tidying, or I think that's what her book's called or something, but you see her on TV and I watched her once. I couldn't even watch it again because she was doing somebody's closet and she had them pull out every single thing in the closet mm -hmm. and dump it in the bed. Are you kidding me? Who would not be overwhelmed by that? I couldn't even live like that. And the beauty is, I mean, the, the thing is, and, and now you know, if you didn't know it before, visual clutter makes you unable to make decisions. So seeing all of that on your bed is going to paralyze you, not motivate you. And basically what you're going to do is start sleeping on the couch and you're never going to go in your bedroom again because it's too overwhelming. So don't pull everything out. And if you're in a space that has a lot of stuff sitting around, like visual clutter that you just like in your garage that you just can't get to yet and it's distracting you and demoralizing you and whatever else, cover it. I tell people cover it until you can do something with it, but don't leave it covered forever. Mm -hmm. You just cover it while you're working in there so you can actually um, do something. I was on another podcast with a woman who, um, uh, who has a bunch of different websites about cleaning and not just decluttering and whatever. But she talks about taking things out of boxes like one at a time and looking at it, making the decision and then um, dealing with it. For example, everybody's got a doom box, right? And a doom box, I just learned, I, to me, it sounds like, it sounds like you can imagine what it is, right? It's like mm -hmm. stuff in, you don't know what it is. You don't want to deal with it. It can wait till doomsday, you know, doom box. But my niece just told me, it means, I don't know where she got this from. It means didn't organize, only moved. So for example, you're having company, <laughs> there's a party coming up. You didn't get finished with, you know, going through things and decluttering in an organized manner. Now they're coming in 30 minutes and you got to just shove things in a, in a box and get it out of there. Okay. That's your doom box. But you can't leave it there forever because if you just mm -hmm. keep doing that, you're going to be spending money on things that you already have that you just don't know where they are. 
and um, and don't want to dig through. So eventually you have to go through this. But you take things out one at a time in an uncluttered environment. You bring the the box out of the garage and into you know a favorite space with light and air and in a place that you feel good and you're well watered and well fed and well rested. All those things really important um, because you don't want to you know, feel hungry, tired, you know, all these things, if you feel these feelings, they're going to overwhelm what you're trying to do. So you want to be in the best light that you can, um, that in a place that makes you feel good, and then take things out one at a time, and do the two second rule, you know, let keep or let go, and then take care of the let goes, those are steps two, three, and four, whatever, there's, there's steps, and then when you know what you're keeping, then you decide where it's going to go, what it's going to go in. Um, and that's a part that a lot of people, I didn't realize that that's my superpower, is that um, I can look at something, decide what, or look at a bunch of somethings, decide what's the best use of space, put it um, in that container, and then label it with my blue tape and black Sharpie. Um, and then it's done, you know, until you want to like do something fancy with it, or you want all the tubs to match because that that makes um, it less visual clutter, right? When everything is all matchy matchy, um, and and then you can go back to it. But that's like step ten. That's the make it pretty mm -hmm. step. That's if you have time and if you want to sort more, um, you know. There's different levels of sorting, and I talk about that, like um, like sandpaper. Um, you know how there's different uh, grades of sandpaper from coarse to fine. So mm -hmm. start with a coarse sorting, right? And then eventually you'll get down to a fine sorting if you want. Like say you have a craft room, and that's a lot of people have craft rooms, and that they're the spaces that are the most um, difficult to declutter because everybody loves their stuff and they have these dreams that they're going to do something with whatever it is. And, mm -hmm. and when you, when you, um, actually get your crafts together, you might want all the painting stuff together, all the stamp and ink stuff together, all the, you know, yarn and embroideries all together. Okay, fine. But now there's a difference between yarn and embroidery thread. And then there's a difference between embroidery thread and floss. And, you know, or you do beading, like my daughter does beading. And you can get very, very uh, specific about your um, organizing, about how things are organized and what level they're at. But don't let that stop you. You get to a certain point, then you can go revisit it. Because remember, it's not a one and done. You're always mm -hmm. going to be um, doing it. So the um, so the best time to organize or reorganize again is when something else comes in, you know, because we have to keep that crap equilibrium. Something's coming in, something's going out, um, and while I'm there, I can organize a little bit better and organize a little bit more detailed. And then organ, you know what I mean, in the same cabinet. Now you're mm -hmm. gonna, or Michael's had a had a sale on those little 
plastic containers, you know, with the spaces for all the different beads or whatever, jewelry parts, or whatever it is. You know, now you can do that, but you don't start with that and you don't get that level of detail done first before you do the rest of your house. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, because done is better than perfect and you want instant wins. You know, you don't want, and nobody's going to see that. It's going to be nice in a cabinet, in a closet, in a, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to see it. You want to do things where people, um, where you can see it all the, all the time and right away. And you know where it is and you know you can make it better if you want, but rather have the system going and the energy towards keeping your house uncluttered so your stress stays away so that you're um you don't get depressed or anxious you know or and you can relax because i can't relax if my house is a mess and if i do i have to put blinders on and my house is not always perfect i mean it's not pinterest mm -hmm. and it's definitely not pinterest and if i show you my room right now where i am you'll say she's a professional organizer well there's a difference between being organized and being tidy okay mm -hmm. organized means when companies coming over everything has a place to go to and you can put it away in a couple hours three hours whatever however long it takes you to my house is only 1200 square feet so you can imagine i don't have a whole lot of stuff um but it doesn't take a lot to tidy up, okay? And if you don't have the time, you throw it in the garage, but that's another thing. It doesn't take a lot of time to tidy up the garage either. But the point is, um, organized is having everything in a specific place that makes sense, that's in the room where you use it, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, and tidy just means that everything's put away, but while you're in the middle of it, well, I have a friend, listen to this, I have a friend who has a girlfriend. Um, I mean, we're all mature adults. You can't see me, but I'm 61. I don't look it. But anyway. No, you do not. So there's a 65-year-old woman somewhere who you don't feel comfortable in her beautiful house because sitting at her counter having a glass of water, she mops up the water condensation from under your glass. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, what in the world? And so her boyfriend is ADHD and generally ADHD, they don't have executive function skills and that's the worst homes um, in terms of trying to keep them organized are people with ADHD because they're always looking forward to the next thing, not backwards and cleaning up, okay? So he's, I mean, it's like Felix and um, Oscar, and the odd couple. I don't know. You're probably too young for that. But um, there's a, a play in a movie and a TV show um, about the odd couple. And one person is, you know, perfectionist, neat to the extreme. And the other one is slob to the extreme. And um, you can't always have everything all beautiful all the time. I mean, at the start of a party, yes. But, you know, you live there. So as long as, as you have systems um, and know where things go and could clean up if you felt like it, you know, and it doesn't look like there's piles that you haven't looked at yet. Because again, I'm talking forever and I should have let you talk, but the, 
people become clutter blind. Okay, mm -hmm. they don't see what everybody else sees, and and after a while, you step over the piles. You have no idea what's sitting at the front door. It's not important to you. Um, but overall, then you feel like my house is a mess and I can't invite anybody over, which I hate, by the way. Don't wait until your house is perfect before you mm -hmm. invite people over. We were separated for so long with the pandemic that nobody cares what your house looks like. People would be thrilled at the invitation to be invited anywhere. So go have a barbecue in the backyard if you're, the rest of your house is a mess. Clean the bathroom, clean the kitchen, and go entertain outside. But seriously, go. Don't wait because life's too short and your house is never going to look like HDTV. It's not real, people. That is staged. And there's a huge difference between staged and organized and livable. And I'll tell you, I'd rather be in somebody's livable house where I don't have to worry about the water on the counter <laughs> while I'm drinking it, you know, than, um, than somebody who's, you know, real. And believe me, mm -hmm. I'm real. And when I organize people, I don't do it like me by myself. I do it with people. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm not a fairy godmother. I don't wave a wand. And I just get you to a point where you feel better about yourself and your home shows it. And mm -hmm. you're transformed as well as your home. Because normally when I work with people, it takes like 20, 25 hours normally. I mean, a garage could take 20 hours by itself but like a home usually about 20 unless it's extreme and by the end of that time people have grown people mm -hmm. have have become more empowered they feel better about themselves they feel like they can make decisions and they own things and they don't have stuff holding them back and things that they're embarrassed and ashamed about and you know my big thing is if there's something that when you look at it it makes you feel every time bad every time you look at it get rid of it i don't care how much you spent the money on it it's not worth feeling bad about yourself every mm -hmm. single day and i write about that i had a client who spent an enormous amount of money on this big beautiful crystal and it was sitting in a place where she had to um walk by it every time she went to the front door imagine feeling bad every time you walk to the front door in your house it's not worth it. So I'm all about the things that are prime candidates for decluttering are the things that bring up negative emotions. Mm -hmm. so I don't ever make anybody get rid of anything. I make you look at everything. Look at everything because you become clutter blind and then make a decision. And if you can't make a decision, put that aside for the second and keep going because I don't want you to get derailed. I want you to be able to do this as a healthy habit for your mental health. It's just as important for your mental health as exercising is for your physical health. So yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'll let you get in a word now. <laughs> no, I feel like that was like just the perfect little like summary of the whole conversation too. Like just, you know, like having because like you said, so many people just get stopped by like overwhelmed or like, I can't make this decision and they spend too much time with it. So I really like what you just said about like keeping going. And that's one of the reasons I feel like decluttering is so important to me and why I wanted to have these conversations is because I don't feel like people, 
I feel like because of shows like Marie Kondo and the home edit and Instagram and Pinterest and stuff, it's become more of a like sought after thing, like in a glamorous way without, so it's almost like, I feel like in some ways people are like, well, if I do it, I'm being like vain or I'm like too worried about what my house looks like. And so I love being able to have conversations like these that are teaching people, like it's so much more than that. And it does require some mental space and some, you know, fortitude to like get it going. But once you get it in a system, like you've created so much more mental space. Like you said, with that crystal, like you're not having those negative feelings all the time or, you know, shaming yourself about it or, you know, yada, yada. So I'm really glad that you also touched on that point because that's something that I also just really, and that's why I'm passionate about it. And again, like if I was to show you this area I'm sitting in right now, like it's not perfect either, but I know like I have a friend actually coming to visit tonight and I'm like, well, I already told her like the house is a mess, but um, you know, if, if I have the time and the space, like it'll take me 20 minutes to clean it up. So um, so something I'd like to do at the end of every interview is ask a few questions that have nothing to do with the topic that we're talking about, just to get people to, um, or let people get to know you a little bit better. So okay. do you have a word for the year? A word for the year? Um, you know, no, <laughs> I, I know I should come up with something clever like that. My big mantra, like I said, is done is better than perfect. And that's the biggest thing that's every day that's every year it took me a long time to learn that um so that's you know uh i think i have phrases i have phrases for the year this this year is um is get it done because i got hurt in um in may i was on such a roll you know i published my book in march i was going on this uh fabulous European vacation with my daughter for graduation. Um, and I got hurt in Italy and shattered my wrist and my whole world stopped. And it was, um, and, you know, six months after that happened, I'm like, so this was November. I'm like, I got to get back now. I can start working out again because I love to work out. I That's why I use a lot of the um, exercising uh, terminology because mm -hmm. I, I'm the two things I do is you know personal I get personal trained I'm not a personal trainer but I have a, I have a personal trainer and um and I organize and I can see how they fit mm -hmm. in together so um so now it's get it done because you can because my wrist is healed mm. I can um start working again I can um work out again I'm amazed that my body does what it does um so now I can get it done because nothing I, it made me very empathetic um to people whose houses are the way they are because they have um an illness or an injury and they can't just can't do it um because I've always been so capable <laughs> nothing slowed me down ever even a broken foot didn't slow me down um but the shattered wrist I and a broken finger on the other hand, um, really just made me start feeling very vulnerable, very um, sorry for myself, um, and frustrated that I couldn't do what I needed to do, 
and now it's about taking back control. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know. That's a lot of words. What's your no, word? I love it. What's your um, word? Oh boy, what is my word? No one's asked me it back yet. Um, I I see on your wall oh. it says. Well, that blessed. was blessed. My word, sorry, actually, I do know my word. My word this year is audacity. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, in the uh, technical uh, app or just in general uh, personality trait? Um, In general personality trait. Okay. Because yeah, you, know, and... you know, there's an app that people use for podcasting called oh, audacity. That's true. That's what I use for my intro. Yeah. So no, Um. the, the actual, yeah, the and the, and the bold form of audacity, not the asshole version of audacity. Um, what is something you have to do every day, no matter what? <laughs> um, that I have to do because I want to, or have to do because I have to. <laughs> Just like something that you can't imagine not doing every day. Like mine's brushing my teeth. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, certain things like that. I have to um, feed the cats. I have a cat. I have two cats now, and I sacrificed one kid for the other kid because my autistic kid needed an emotional support animal, and begged for a cat. But I'm allergic, and my daughter's allergic. But somehow it's not affecting me. But my daughter, who was away at college, is very allergic, and now that she's out of the house now, that's that. You know, she can't even when she comes to visit, she has to stay somewhere else. <laughs> because because of the cat and I feel terrible having to choose one kid over the other but um but these cats then we got another cat because if she's not coming home we might as well have two and um and they give us so much joy oh my god but the things I have to do is feed the cat and scoop the litter so that's uh those are the two things I have to do but I also have to um me personally I have to organize something every day just to take control of my environment um, it's bothering me right now that I've had all this filing that I had to do and I had it all laid out, um, ready to, to go. And then my daughter needed me in New Jersey and I took off and the cats took all my piles <laughs> and made them a gigantic mess and I have to do it all over again. And it bothers me to no end and I can't get to it yet. <laughs> Everything else is coming up. So, um, Oh, I also have to watch TV every day. I have to watch something on Netflix or whatever. I love TV. I'm I'm an actress, so and a theater a theater person, and um, so I have to watch. Uh, if I don't get to watch TV late at night when everybody else is asleep, that throws me off. So yeah. Okay, decompression. I get it. And then the last one, which is the controversial question, is when you're reading a book, do you use a bookmark or do you dog ear? I'll be honest, I haven't read a book in so long. <laughs> I read everything um, online. I read, you know, on my phone or on a computer. Um, but I used to use bookmarks. I would never dog ear a book if, no, because then they break over time, you know, with, where, where it's tearing. I read voraciously as a kid. I cannot believe I do not read now. And, but given the choice in the small amount of time that I have to myself, I'd rather watch something. So. No, that's fair. That's fair. So, well, thank you so much for doing this with me today, especially after all of our technical snafus. I feel like listeners are going to get so many 
tips from you. So I'm going to link everything that you sent me in my show notes, including your book. It sounds awesome and sounds like so tangible and relatable. And I feel like you're so relatable too. So thank you so much for, for doing this with me today. You are so welcome. And, and tell people, and I'll tell you now, anybody listening, if you buy my book and you tell me what the last sentence of the book is, I'll um, give you a free hour of consultation with me. Ask me anything you want. It can either be on the phone or through Google Meet or Zoom or whatever. Um, you can show me problem areas if you want. You can just pick my brain or, you know, take me for another motivational <laughs> minute. When you're organizing to hear my voice, that's another thing. When you're organizing, put on a podcast about organizing, especially one that I've been on, because, um, you know, you can hear me and it keeps you company. And mm-hmm. um, and you get motivated. But um, yeah, so you have an hour free with me wherever you are in the world. Um, when you buy my book, you just have to um, go to my website and fill out the contact form and tell me what the last sentence is. But you could probably guess right now, because I've said it many times. <laughs> <laughs> my ending note. So um, anyway, so yeah. So I hope you all um, uh, got something out of it. And seriously, ta- oh, I have a Facebook group called this mess is making me stress so you can interact with me constantly there if you want um too so uh make sure that uh you get it all up there um, yeah Phoenix, so yeah i know everything will be everything you sent me i'll put right in the show notes so well, thank you listeners so much. And again, I hope you got as much out of this as I did. Make sure to head to the website, risingwithphoenixgrace.com to put in your email to get Simplify, which is my decluttering course completely for free. It's going to download instantly to whatever device that you're on. And thank you just so much for being a part of this conversation, for being the inspiration behind these conversations. And until next time, I'm going to use one of your sayings and just get started from wherever you are. So thank you so much. Take care. Hey, amazing listeners. Thank you for being part of today's conversation. Your energy and time are truly appreciated. If you enjoyed our chat, hit the follow button, leave me some stars and share this with someone who might need some inspiration. I love hearing from you. So please connect with me on social media, share your thoughts, your questions, or your favorite podcast moments. And let's build this community together. Before you go, I want to share two game changers in my life, Nuvita CBD and the Silk and Sonder Journal. Nuvita CBD offers wellness like no other. Trust me, it's been a game changer for my daily routine, my sleep, and calming my ass down. And the Silk and Sonder Journal is not just a planner. It's a journey of self-discovery with prompts and spaces for reflection. You can find both those links in my show notes. Your journey matters to me, and I am here to support you. Until next time, keep shining bright and embrace your magical self.